There she is, Captain. Isn't she a beauty? Yes, she is, Mr. Scott. Is she ready to go? Aisa, she's ready to go to the stars. This is the 300th episode of the Tri-Tech Games Podcast. Its mission to seek out new ideas, find new games, and to boldly bring the awesome to your game. Mr. Scott, Warp 9. I Captain. And now, our host... This is Bruce. This is John. This is Blix. This is Trav. And this is Paul. And this is Tohoka. Welcome to the TrogTac Games Podcast. Your podcast of having an amazing time playing games, and all of a sudden you realize it's the 300th episode! 300! Unbelievable! Yes, we have been doing this for six years. Yes. Next <laughs> month. It's been that starts. long. There well, you well, Mark, you say starts. next month and like this thing is going to come out tomorrow. Okay. Right. It's going to come out after we have our six year anniversary. God, six years, man. Has it really? It seems longer in some ways. Yeah. Wait, it was 2009. Was it 2009? It was 2009. It was October twentieth, two thousand nine, when we first had we had our first episode released, not recorded, but released. Yeah. So as of about a month and a half from this recording, folks, we will be starting season seven. Mm. (laughs) Wow. Have we? uh, We never had a break either, have we? We've always had something to put up every week. Yeah. Yes. We have dropped episodes continuously for six straight years. And, and Without I, I, dropping one. Well, that's not true. I think we did miss one week. Yeah, I think we did. So. But I think we made it up, didn't we? I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Well, <laughs> I want to say this, though. I want to give credit where credit's due. That is mostly due to Bruce's diligence. Oh, yes, definitely. Oh, yeah. yes. If you go to our website, you'll see that it says that we have 347 episodes out currently. But that's because 45 of those episodes are actually actual play episodes that we've been posting either from other people like the uh, Sunday Skypers and some of the other people uh, and and the ones that I myself have been posting for my own campaign. So actual episodes are, you know, like I said, we're heading up to 300. Now, back at the beginning, I was kind of trying to deal with the fact that we never seemed to do an episode in one night. I mean, you know, it was like, and we couldn't do an hour-long episode. We always did at least a two-hour episode. And since I didn't want to release a two-hour episode every week, because A, I didn't have time to edit it, and B, because everybody who I talked to said that, an hour is like, that's what people want. They want an hour episodes, how long it takes them to get to work or how long they're on the train or it's just, you know, anything beyond that, then they get tired and they, you know, they stop listening to your episode just when you were getting to the best part. So I said, okay, fine, I'm going to break it into an hour. And that's what we did. So you have a lot of episodes out there. They'll say something like 22.5 because I was like, well, I'll, I'll release the other half the next week and count it that. Well, Nobody else did that, so I stopped doing that. Well, we just do part one, part two, or you know, right. part three. So that works. But it doesn't matter. You know, the the reality. All that matters is that we're counting the, this one as our three hundred episode, uh, and we want to thank everybody who's been with us from the very beginning. And you know who you are because you never post. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Yeah, but we know you listen because we can see the numbers. Yeah, we see the numbers. Yeah, we we see people. We we have had a, a very um, you know baseline of about four hundred people that listen through all over the world to us, and we're very grateful that you do that. That you that you invite us into your home, into your lives. You, 
you know, each and every week, you know, as uh, one person said to me, and he was uh, another podcaster, he said, you know, if you had 400 people show up at your house every week to listen to what you had to say, you'd think you were pretty hot stuff. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, that's true. So it makes us feel better when we see those people with like 150,000 people downloading their episodes. And we're like going, what is it that, they, that everyone thinks is so great about their episodes? Better marketing. I, I hate to say it's probably better marketing. Yeah, well, it's it may be because we haven't done that a lot. You know, we don't do a lot of you know we don't do a lot of bumpers. We don't do a lot of segments. You know, we're not a a podcast that has um, identified itself as being a um, newsy podcast. You know, where the latest and greatest thing that came down the pike, you know, is going to get all the airplay. You know, we've talked about our games and about gaming in general. Yeah, we're we're in a niche market. I mean, yeah, we're in a niche of a niche demographic. Yeah, we always wanted to say, look, we want to get into the topic. We want to really make this, you know, wear it out. If we if, if we have to use that term, we wanted to go and think of everything we could about the topic, everything we thought was important to think about and to know, so that you guys later on could see us as a resource. You could see these episodes as someplace to go to say, hey, you know, my what I'd like to do this kind of adventure or I'd like to do this kind of a game or whatever. And you'd say, okay, these guys have something worth listening to. And that's that's one reason we did it. And and here's the thing, Bruce, if we've made it to three almost three hundred and fifty episodes, we apparently have a formula that works. And it just, I mean, it, it's our combined gaming experience, it's the longevity of TriTech Games, it's all of our separate amounts of experience that just, it's a synergy that, and didn't you say once that most podcasts, Bruce, only last maybe two or three years? Oh, yeah. I mean, hitting 200 episodes is, is quite rare for any podcast. And here we are on the cusp of season starting season seven with 300 and some odd episodes. As I said, we're apparently doing something right here. So, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. They say. It must be our, our, our energetic personalities and our, our will not say die. Yeah. Well, I was going to say one of the other things that, that we talked about, we, we talked about before was that uh, one of the goals of this show was to um, create, in essence, create supplements for the game via spoken word. So that, you know, there wasn't enough – it's very difficult to get, you know, enough books in print about the, the different subject matter. So we would create something on the fly as we, you know, we do some research, do some – put some thought into it and then release mm-hmm. – were you know, release conversations about things that literally have as much information as you would get from a supplement a lot of times or from, from like a magazine. You know, like if, if you were to read Dragon Magazine from back in the day, well, this is TSR – TSR, God. Kill me, kill me, kill me. This is <laughs> Tritax version of Dragon Magazine in a way, and you know, in a lot of ways, I think. Yeah. And that's also why we tried to do this episodically, is because that way people could look at the title and say, "Oh, that's what this one's about," and they wouldn't come in and find out that it was ten percent what they really were interested in, and ninety percent of something else they had to wade through to get to that ten percent. Well, right. it's like the, then, the recent friend, like Books was talking that these are spoken supplements. Like our recent fringe mm-hmm. episode of the fringe espionage episode. That's all stuff we made up. What that day, and we killed yep. that topic. As your one friend yeah. said, we do. We tore up that topic in a big way, and it was just stuff that we were okay. Well, there's this, and just got out a couple points and extrapolated from there. And yeah, I think that was one of our better recent episodes. Truth to tell. Yeah, I mean the other thing we're missing from the Dragon uh, magazines are the chainmail bikinis. But you yeah, know. No. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Well, uh, in, in unrelated news, um, there's a really good chance that Wormy cartoons will actually be re- finally be released to be purchased. They found uh, Trampier. They <laughs> Trampier died. He died. Yeah, oh, he, uh, yeah, he's passed away. Oh, I didn't know that. Because of that, you know his. His uh, family is willing to uh, to deal, um, and and he's you know there's a, there's been some really good articles about him and about what all the things that happened. You might want to check online about that because uh, uh, apparently um, you know the, uh, Dave Trampier and, um, and and the folks with Dragon Magazine really had a falling out. So 
Yeah, because yeah, because the Wormy episode sort of left at the cusp of, of a major plot development, and it's like. Ah! <sighs> I, you may not get any uh, any any resolution to that, John. But for those people who have never seen Wormy, uh, Wormy without seeing it pirated on a site somewhere, this might finally be an opportunity to get uh, you know all these all these cartoons that uh, people have been talking about to them for years. And Bruce, I get the I, I get the, I get to do the thing you do to me all the time. So what is Wormy? Wormy is is a cartoon by Dave Trampier who uh, about a, a a fictional dragon character that was uh, you know kind of tough, but any uh, but it also had a a, a big uh, set of other characters uh, that people really thought it, uh, kind of. Uh, uh, collectively, you know, had the whole original feel of Dungeons and Dragons. It, the people identified Wormy with the actual love of the game, and so and they were beautifully drawn and uh, very vibrant colors uh, when they were in color. And so, you know, people were always hoping that they would see a new. And they were in a lot of the early Dragon magazines. I mean, for a long time, there was always a Wormy cartoon in each one. Sometimes they were full color pages, you know, of, of, uh, of various frames, and sometimes it was simply just one cartoon. So uh, had to have it suddenly stop was something that everybody was very surprised at, and nobody knew an answer for it. And as it turns out, that there was, you know, some business-related issues going on. Uh, and uh, hopefully that all get finally resolved Um and uh, people will, uh, a whole new generation will get to uh, enjoy Wormy. Let me get back to our, uh, uh, what we wanted to do on this one, 300th episode. And the first thing I want to do is I want to thank our hosts. Um, you know, I know you guys have been listening to us. You know who we are. We always sign in. But um, I thought maybe everybody might actually introduce yourselves and tell people who you actually are. You know, like your five-minute, you know, your, your, your elevator pitch. Who are you? Okay. Uh, and let's start off with the person who, without reason, none of us would be here, Richard Tohoka. Howdy. Uh, yep, I guess I'm at fault. Uh, 1983, 82. No, it's 82, 81. Somewhere back oh, no. then. Anyway, um, I went out to play Traveler, and uh, my characters kept dying in training, and uh, I came up with an idea for an RPG game. And then two more, and then three more after that, and then it never ended. So Actually, it's more like 78 we, or 77. Yeah, somewhere near there. Back yeah. Back in the days when dice were hard to get, and uh, so, and men were men, and men were men, and and dwarves were dwarves. Yeah. Well, sort of. Anyway, but uh, and these folks, and thank all, and also thank all of you, have somehow caught on to this. This uh, they've caught on to my dreams, and you've continued over the decades, which never leaves me. Actually, it sometimes leaves me speechless. And uh, maybe I should shut up. No. All right. So, John, you're our uh, our second uh, oldest gamer uh, on as a host. Yeah, I mean, I I started gaming. Actually, I really started gaming with Richard and his crew. I mean, yeah, we can tell stories about Moose Face and and <laughs> and, making, and making sure you have barbecue sauce for the for the, for the Hellhounds, you know, and stuff like that. <laughs> but yeah, I've been I've been helping Richard. I, I've I've sort of helped on and off over the years, uh, writing little bits and things. I mean, you'll find some of my artwork, early computer artwork in FTL. Uh, I I did the uh, war, I did the phase core <laughs> graphic. That took me a good day to do in, in Mac Draw. That was just that was that's one heck of a thing I did. But I've also done written things for Richard and and did work for other uh, work for him. And that actually got me some other work in other in other games. Uh, I got the you know it, it, it all you know, it all comes around. The, the I said this more more than once. The gaming industry is fairly incestuous. 
you'll find people everywhere. Um, you know, you, who, who know every, who know everyone else. You, you go to some place like Gen Con, you'll, you'll run to somebody and say, "Hey, you know Richard Togo? Oh, yeah, is he dead? No, he's not dead." And they'll talk about you know, things. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. But yeah, but yeah. Over, yeah so currently, right now, uh, b- besides my job as a technical writer, I'm also working on uh, the Savage Worlds conversion, which is coming out, and I have to use the uh, patented, you know, no trademarked, real soon now. Savage Worlds edition of Fringeworthy. Yes, yeah, Savage Worlds Fringeworthy. But I also worked on the D20 versions of Fringeworthy and Bureau Thirteen. Uh, so yeah, that was that was that was fun uh, doing those. <laughs> For variations of fun, yes. But yeah, and currently I'm also on two other podcasts, at least one other podcast, uh, Sunny Skypers, and I guess those other other things. I'm also uh, actually one of the staff writers for Sci-Fi Ideas, so uh, which is a British-based um, uh, webzine, best way to put it, of science fiction. So yeah, I've, I've gotten around. I'm getting my. I'm yeah. You know, I'm not just gaming. I'm also other things too. <laughs> All right. Well, I've been gaming almost 40 years. I cut my teeth on Palladium games. I still have the old copy of the Mechanoid Invasion, the first two books. And it's funny because I live about less than 10 minutes from the headquarters. I could drive down the road and it's right there. And um, I've been through Champions, Marvel Superheroes. Oh, God. Um, first edition D&D, but... At a con, my now first ex-wife bought me a copy, an autographed copy of Incursion, and Rich has seen the state of this book now. It's barely together. I might have to three-ring binder that thing. But that was my gateway drug into Tritech, and I've been there ever since, and um, about ten years ago, Rich dropped into my lap the, how would you like to run the D20 conversion project for Bureau 13? I'm like, excuse me? And I'm like, you have technical writers and artists and computer programmers and all this. I'm a fanboy. And Rich, you pretty much... Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, just that dream job. Here I am. I'm sitting here. I mean, I looked at the book, The Mechanoid Invasion, the first page, and at age nine, I said, I could do this. It took me 30 years, but I did it. Um, I also have helped Rich with historical research for Portals 4, um, I am Jack Schmidt in Portals 3. If you're reading about, you know, a divorced guy with a daughter named Shelly, hi, how you doing? Um, I still run games at MarsCon in Minneapolis, Gen Con, uh, Detroit area conventions. And as a side hobby, I also do a live streaming internet radio show on Dementia Radio. Um, you guys hear the ad for it at the end of the podcast every week. I've been doing that now for eight and a half years. December 26th of this year, 2015, will be my ninth anniversary. And I currently have Walks with Silent Feet, Goth Bunny, Pixie, and my, as as reserve guest hosts, my daughter goes by Shellshock and my best friend, Habibi. Uh, most of the cast here have met or talked to her online. And yeah, this is just... Hey, every other Wednesday night, okay, ready to do this, ready to go. If and when we ever do in this, I wouldn't know what to do because I enjoy the hell out of doing this with these people. These are just the most imaginative people I've ever worked with. And it's just, I I have a lot of gratitude and a lot of respect for you guys. I truly do. Being the relative newbie out of all you. Okay, and uh, Trav's full name is actually Robert uh, Pulaski. Pulaski, yes. Yeah, Robert Pulaski, yeah. That's, but That's just my southern accent. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, but Trav... And, and, no, relation to, and, and no relation to the doctor. Uh, no, no, that's Pulaski. Yeah, that's different. Yeah. But yeah, Trav came from a failed attempt at me trying to be a comic book writer. And just, I needed a name for the Dementia Radio chat room, and boom, Trav. And I built a persona around it, and hey, the rest is history, so... Ugh. As I said, it's it's a heck of a ride, and I don't want to get off of it anytime soon. Okay, and Peter Bryant? Uh, I've been role-playing forever, uh, since 1980. I uh, started with d and I won't go into the whole thing, but I played everything. Um, 
And uh, we, we found uh, a copy of Fringeworthy in a place called The Armory, which is a – I think it's a pretty big distribution center on the uh, – like in the Mideast Coast and uh, Mid-Atlantic area. Uh, but they had this – it's like a warehouse, but they have a store in the front and they would actually let you go back in the warehouse. If you found something back there, you could bring it up and, and you know purchase it at the, at the counter. Hmm. And uh, there was this – there was this neat-looking book. It was interesting and it was in a spiral bound. Uh, 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 was it a cyan cover and like a black spiral, like a black comb bound uh, book called Fringeworthy? And we had passed it several times and, um, you know, over the several weeks. And uh, we were in there one week and we're finally like, you know what, we should, we should get this. We should just go ahead and get this. So we went ahead and got it. And uh, Frig, man, the, the rest is history. We, we've played Fringeworthy ever since. You know, it, it doesn't matter what game we play or, or what, you know, what, uh, what system we use. Um, we'll play. We'll have all the best intentions of of playing a a standard campaign in another you know another game, and we get bored with it, and a French portal appears, and our characters will then move through the French portal and start doing traveling. Um, so so yeah, I've been playing French really forever, and we and of course we moved on to other things too. We we played Bureau Thirteen, and we played Incursion. Um, I've yet to play Weird Zone, but I want to try it out. My friend John uh, is is looking at at. Starting our next campaign is a weird zone campaign. Um, so anyway, uh, for my gaming history, about I want to say twelve years ago, nineteen ninety nine. How long ago is nineteen ninety nine? Well, it's one less than two thousand. So sixteen years ago, I started a venture called uh, uh, Studio One Eighty Seven, which is my company, um, and I I do all kinds of stuff out of it. And I called it, I wanted to call my company studio 187 cause I didn't want to be like, I didn't want to be something games or something, um, you know, art or whatever. I wanted to be able to, it was going to be a studio where I was going to do all my creative endeavors through it, which is what I've been doing. So I've done artwork for people. I've done writing. I've done uh, game design. I've uh, helped produce things where I'm, I'm currently producing something for somebody else. Uh, and do uh, mostly podcasting is taking up my time. So I do the TriTac podcast, uh, and then I started a venture two years ago called The Mythwits, which is a live video show every Monday night, uh, which is a lot of fun. That's it's just basically a geek talk show. So it's basically Jimmy Kimmel, but with geeks and not quite as funny, but it's pretty funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then um, so I have that. And then I got approached by a guy named Jason Elliott who had him – he and the, the Gygax boys uh, reclaimed the TSR um, – trademark and they've started up tsr games again he wanted to start a podcast network he had been on the Mythwits. he liked what we did he liked the way i did things he wanted me to produce these two podcasts for him so i'm doing a podcast called game school um which i produce and then i also produce and write for uh, cube of death which is a game show podcast um so that's me that's what i do okay all right um paul you want to weigh in here paul noons um, hi, my name's Paul. Um, I came by TriTech Games um, as John's official nitpicker, I think. We needed another one? <laughs> <laughs> Seems like a broad spectrum. Uh, well, I wouldn't say nitpicker because you know, I wouldn't even say Jimmy Cricket. I probably would say, you know, two o'clock in the morning, John, I got an idea. Uh, <laughs> oh, sounding board. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that, that, yeah that's I- a good name. Ideas that John, I think, might be useful. John throws them back, crumpled up, discard. <laughs> uh, my preference is for post-apocalyptic games or near-future stuff. <clears throat> kind of burnt out on fantasy, or high fantasy. So I like some of the other products like Rogue 417 and Invasion USA, whatnot. And how about the Moral Project? I love the Moral Project. Matter of fact, was a direct ancestor of Tritech. Matter of fact, I'm communicating back and forth with uh, Terry Sophian right now, as we're debating bits of Prime Base in uh, early canon history. So, yeah, give me a give me a broken, burnt, decayed wasteland of a planet, and I'm pretty much a happy camper as long as I got a can opener. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah. bottle caps. <laughs> you need your bottle caps. 
All right. Uh, now, the, the two of our hosts that are not in attendance, but we do want to mention them. Uh, one is Jay Haley, who uh, uh, is runs a cab out in, uh, is it Spokane? Spokane, yes, out in Spokane. And he's a, he, he drives a cab. And and also Jay, I'll apologize. I was in Spokane. I'm sorry. I was just at, I was at Worldcon, and it was just Worldcon. I never had a chance to say hi or stop and you know talk to you. So my apologies for not seeing you when you was when I was there. Yeah, Jay and I joined the same episode, episode 24, Mission Failure. That was both of our debut. And I I've really missed Jay because Jay is such a wit that he has just. He he would drop these bombs on us that would just have us in stitches. Oh no, Bruce the Keegak voice. Oh God, that's that there (laughs) and the voices. Yes, yeah, he is the he is the Keegak voice. (laughs) (laughs) We definitely miss Jay, and uh, we will. And and unfortunately uh, for us, uh, Jay has a job that uh, directly uh, contradicts him being here. So. you know, one hopefully uh, someday he'll be able to participate some more. And the other host was Amber Rowe, uh, who came on uh, for a short period of time. About a and, year, yeah. And uh, uh, and is now living a life entirely separate from us. But Trav sees her every once in a while. I talk to her now and again. Yeah, I miss Pip. Um, she'll be moving to Florida in a couple of mm. months. So yeah. Taylor, get waiters. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, we talk now and again, and you know, I, I talk with her mother a lot, so I know Pip's still doing okay. Right. So uh, you know, if she needs uh, anything. I am like six hours away. So last and uh, and probably least is me, Bruce Sheffer. Uh, I got into gaming in in like 1980. Uh, uh, which was kind of strange because back then the only thing that seemed to be in existence was Dungeons and Dragons, and I was a stout, uh, or I should say, staunch anti-fantasy guy. I wanted science fiction, or I didn't want anything at all. So uh, the fact that I got into Dungeons and Dragons is pretty darn amazing. Uh, but it's uh, it's allowed me to do the one thing that I never could seem to do, which was to continue the story. Uh, I'd read novels and get to the end of them. I'm like, yeah, but I want more. I want it, you know. And, and and this is before they started. Well, most things didn't have like you know, five, six, twelve, thirteen. And I'm t- I'm looking at you, you know, Wheel of Time. <laughs> uh, you know, ep- episodes or, or, or novels and the Xanth series and such. You know, so. Yeah, role playing games was a way for me to continue the uh, the story, and I really liked that. Um, and I met Richard at a very small convention in Upper um, Ohio, where I was introduced to a game called Monster Squash, and I loved it so much uh, when I became one of the uh, basically the uh, the gaming chairman uh, for MunchCon down at Marshall University in Huntington, West Virginia. Uh, I invited Richard. I actually asked Richard to send me games for us to run, and he said, well, how about if I come? And I was like, you know, amazed. Okay, come on down. And so he stayed at my house, and we uh, became friends. And um, I've been a a staunch supporter of TriTech ever since. Uh, Created uh, my own gaming company in the 90s uh, purely to produce supplements for Bureau 13, um, aided the uh, production of the uh, Terror Watch newsletter, uh, produced the Infinite Crossroads newsletter for Fringeworthy, and and was the guy who said, "Hey, you know, maybe I can get a bunch of my friends together and uh, we'll do a podcast on TriTag games." And here we are. So uh, that's you know that's the the sad sordid tale of uh, of us here. Uh, I am a uh, a programmer, a computer programmer, where I work for the Arthritis Foundation. Uh, here in Atlanta, Georgia, because I think that trying to uh, find a cure for a disease that ravages the bodies of children and most of us when we get to a certain age is a worthwhile thing to do with your life. So that's uh, that's what I do down here. That's, that's us. Here are your hosts. So hopefully uh, now you know a little bit more. And Bruce, that's so wonderful. 
that you're doing that. Yep. All I did was make uh, cooling valves for nuclear reactors. I wish there were more nuclear reactors for your valves to work in, Richard. So, Bruce, one more thing, real quick, just 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 real quick. So, I think it'd be interesting at this point to uh, to talk about how the TriTac podcast came about. Um, you know, and I'll tell it as I remember it, and of course, you know that will be how I remember it. But I'm sure, I'm and sure we you... will con- contradict him along the way. Yeah, yes. absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I seem to remember I was it was uh, there was a, uh, I don't know, maybe a Facebook group, maybe a maybe a Yahoo group, I don't know, some group, and we Yahoo were talking. Maybe it was a Yahoo group. Okay, yeah, yeah, it was. It was. It was a Yahoo mailing list, and I had I they were talking they were talking you guys were talking about promoting. Uh, TriTac products and how you could do that and and I was really getting heavy into podcasting and I was getting ready to, I was like I want to do a podcast I haven't figured it out yet but um but I want to do when I've been doing all this research on on you know what it takes to make a successful podcast and uh, I contacted you guys I said you guys should do a podcast and you were like yeah yeah that sounds cool and all and blah 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 and then I and this is how I remember it. It was like two or three weeks later. I think it was Bruce. You contacted me. You said, "All right, when are we doing this?" And I was like, "With we, me, you want me? So I'm <laughs> us, we, we, us, me, <laughs> right?" Nobody wants to listen to me for two hours, right? And so, so, uh, and then you would, mm-hmm. I, th- I think you introduced me to John, or maybe John chimed in on it. But then the three of us just we were like, all right, let's do it. And then that's when we, we talked about how we were going to do it. And we recorded a bunch of episodes ahead of time. I think it took us like f- four months to get it going, like behind the scenes, right? Oh, yeah, because we had to do, you know, we had to get the equipment. We had to, you know, get the hosting. We had to get all that kind of stuff set up. What did we use? What did we use? We didn't use because Skype wasn't around then. or was? Yes, it was. Yes, it was. We always use Skype. Yeah, and I, yeah. I forget how we did the recording early on because it wasn't always I free, was it? I think, I think. Uh, well, you guys were on the, uh, on the were on the PC. I was in the Mac. Um, I, th- I think we started out with like Audacity or something. Maybe we all. I don't know. I can't remember. But we all. I think we all had our own program at first, and we like. Yeah, we, yeah. And we I were, actually, have, actually, I think I've been using Skype Recorder the for because uh, uh, it was like written for the early Skype, so for the Mac. So I've been using that all this time so i think it was what i'm looking i decided to do a quick search of in my emails and my earliest message from one auto at studio 187 <laughs> right <this laughs> was june 20 june 20th wow 2009 jeez okay so so yeah so then we started doing that and i know we changed our process because at first i think we did everybody on one track and then we eventually got to the point where we're just like no no we need everybody's individual track everyone needs to record locally um and then we we, we went through that um and and oh. we, we've always been with podbean though yeah they've always they've always been our host yeah, and we also in the early years, you'll if you go through, you'll hear that every seven we'll do a, a station identification blurb, which we never do anymore. Oh yeah, yeah, we used to have those, right? You are listening to the Fringeworthy Podcast. Oh, oh, and I guess we should point out. I guess we should point out. We originally started out as the Fringeworthy Podcast. If you listen to the first, what is it? The is it the first like. 50 episodes, first year, right? Yeah, I think after year two. Yeah, because I said after the first year, we need to expand it out to all TriTech. Yeah, yeah, which was a good move, which is yeah. a really good move. Oh, yeah. And then, um, so what's funny is, is the mic I'm using now, the mic I've, I've used on probably 95% of the shows, at least for my voice, is the same mic I've been using. I've been using the same microphone the entire time. Wow. I love this microphone. My blue snowball. I love it. I'm petting it right now. I've gone through three or four myself. So really? uh, yeah, <laughs> different mics. I have a blue, I think the ice version because I don't have the little switch in back. But no, the blue microphones work fantastically. All right. Hold on. And I want to talk. <laughs> I mean, right, so what's your funniest podcasting, like your podcasting story? So like, and I'll start. Uh, mine might. Mine might be the funniest just because I travel a lot for work. So I've had to record in all kinds of places, um, record from different states and stuff quite frequently. And the funniest one was when I was in I was in um, Fort Polk, Louisiana. I wasn't in the fort at the time obviously, but I was in Leesville, this small town outside of Fort Polk. 
in the hotel room I was in, I couldn't get a decent connection. Like I had Wi-Fi. They offered Wi-Fi, but it was really, really terrible. And it kept cutting in and out. And I actually had to go up to where the front desk was to get a good connection. But I didn't want to podcast from the hallway where people were walking through and they would look at me weird like, what the hell are you doing? So I went in the men's room. Where I still had it. I did. I did. I went in the men's room. I remember you told us that. And I, I sat in a stall. I sat in the big like handicap stall. And I one of the episodes, I can't remember which one it was, but I was podcasting from the men's room. Live from the men's room. It's yeah. the TriTech podcast. Yeah, Flick, sounds like you're speaking through a can. Funny thing, crap. Yeah. Funny thing you Great. should say, the can. Great and acoustics. Course, and, of course, one time I think I broadcasted from Trav's apartment, right? Yeah, yeah. You were over uh, for my uh, business travel. He was in the Detroit area. And so the Tuesday yeah. night he was here for my show. And then he came back the next night. And it was Amber was over as well. So it was the three of us were here. At what I deem Command Central, and then Bruce and John in their respective yep. places. Yeah, that was great. That, oh God! And then and then and then uh, Peter is out here for out here in Seattle, so I treat him to a steak dinner, steak dinner and wine, you know, and then a podcast. Right. And of course, I was I was late as could be because I had no concept of how far Tahoma was from where John is. Right. I'm Tahoma. like, oh. I'll, I'll be I'll be there in fifteen minutes, right? I'm like like forty I'm minutes going, later. No. <laughs> <laughs> you're going, I knew exactly where you're coming from. I'm going no, 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 forty minutes. No, no, that that would that would be a miracle in forty minutes. I think right, you were yeah. an hour. I had, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. The traffic around here is murder. I mean, he's, in fact, he's going he's going during rush hour, so yeah. that tells you how bad it was. Yeah, but you probably been better off just simply going down and see if you you know get a seaplane and fly to, and fly to Kenmore. You could probably would <laughs> keep faster. <laughs> so, did anybody else have any like interesting uh, podcasting stories? Like, uh, well, there, there, well, there was a one where, where when Trav had all those people over, over at his place, oh. Amber and a bunch of other folks, and unfortunately, you guys more or less ruled that that podcast because it was like yeah you know, we couldn't get word in edgewise yeah, it was the three of us here that was that one Blake oh that was, yeah. was right right yep because it was just three it was three of us yeah well i know trav there was it was after amber broke her ankle so karen had to bring her over and then she went over to a local friends and then came back and picked amber up but yeah it was just the three of us no are you sure wait a minute it was four it was eric was there too Oh God, yeah. Um, Eric the Enabler, my former co-host, Eric T. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there was yeah, four of us there. We, yeah, yeah, we did. We kind of took over the podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, and there's been a couple times where I've actually hijacked the show. So I'd go to a con, and um, oh, yeah. I'd record a live episode with with uh, the, the the con attendees, and then that would be the Sunday. That would be the show that we'd put up Sunday. Actually, my phone—I'd be honest. Some of my phone spits is actually coming up with the theme music. I'm the person that does all the theme music for this, for these episodes, and I'd use GarageBand. I've been using it ever since, well, since the beginning, and a lot. To, and, and I've been finding a lot of resources out there for free music and stuff like that. And um, and uh, yeah, I've been putting things together. And of course, for the 300, we got to come up with something. Right. We originally we originally thought about doing you know the bit from uh, a certain movie about. Gee, three hundred. Uh, I said no. That's just so cliched. Nah, nah. nah. Wait a minute. Hold up, hold up, John. See now. Let's get with the theme of this episode because we're going to get into that in a second. You said you're going to do, but people are listening to it, so you've already done it. Do do do. See, see what I did there. You see what I did there. Yeah. Well, there is the other bit we can do. You know, because it's only a step, a jump to the left. And well, it's a step to the right. Oh. <laughs> We got war stories, but you know what? You can if you see us at a convention, talk, stop, you know, buy us a beer or a drink or whatever, and we'll tell. Yeah. We'll talk. <laughs> I wanted to do some TriTech news uh, because Richard uh, was telling us that he's working hard on his next uh, opus, uh, a couple of them actually. So I just wanted to hear from you, Richard. What's your progress? Okay, what's happening is Bureau 13 Brass and Steam is coming along. We're 22 pages into the book and uh, got about another 200 to do. And uh, also in the middle of that, take a break from it, I started to tinker with cloisters too. 
more posted uh, Holocaust adventures. Oh. And uh, so that's about 10 pages done. And that's what I'm doing right now. Are, are you going to slipstream a, a, a version of the uh, uh, what we what we just uh, reviewed, uh, Easy Space? Well, Easy Space is out for now. I'm not quite sure where I'm, what I'm going to do from there on Easy Space. But no, there no, may no, be a se- sequel to that, which is a 1920s space-like game. I think we're talking about the you know slipstream version being that uh, one that has a lot of the edits made to it. Oh, there will be there will be the B editions on everything coming out, but that's taking a lot longer. And uh, also, uh, Fringeworthy Generic is uh, about 140 pages finished right now. Any um, plans for Elfwinds? Um, not yet. Okay. That Elfwinds may eventually become a supplement for a slightly down the road, uh, a post Holocaust game, but I don't know yet. Okay. Oh, and Richard, on these slip tr- and these B versions, are you are you going to let? Uh, do you have a list of people who've already bought those the original A versions, and you're going to let them know so they can get a B version, or? Yeah, usually people notify me and say, "Hey, I've got the first one that's really badly edited." And I said, "Yep," and uh, here's the second one. <laughs> But uh, that'll be probably about four or five months down the road. I've got to go through a little mm-hmm. more work, and uh, we'll see what right happens after October. Yeah, uh, Richard is sometimes a little bit militant about that uh, that B version because I walked up to him way way back in the day, and uh, he had just come out with uh, Bureau Thirteen Second Edition. He said, Bruce, you got my first edition, you know, uh, Bureau 13. I said, yeah. I said, let me see it. And I said, okay. And he tore it up. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, what the hey? <laughs> and he says, here, Bruce, something better. And he gave me a second edition. I'm like, well, you know, you could give me, I could have kept the original too, you know. Yeah, you, Richard, you're getting nowhere near my copies. <laughs> <laughs> All your sins re- uh, remember, sir. As far as upcoming demos of TriTech Games, uh, and of course we have to look a little further forward than next week. For me, and this is way in the future, uh, March uh, March 16th through 21st is, uh, actually March 17th through 20th, is uh, GameStorm in Vancouver, Washington at the Hilton there. And I'm going to, I'm definitely going to run uh, two TriTech Games. I've yet to decide which ones, but I may, I'm leaning toward Maybe running a running a, a game of um, of um, Weird Zone, and maybe a uh, and maybe a scenario of hard, Hardware Hinterland, because uh, those two don't get a whole lot of love. So I figure I'll give those I run a couple of those adventures. Uh, I'll probably be running other games, okay. but uh, those are definitely two I'll be running. All right, let's see. As far as me now, again in the future, uh, first weekend in March. In the Minneapolis area, matter of fact, stone's throw from the Mall of America, I annually attend a convention known as MarsCon. Now, it is a science fiction and comedy music convention, and I run my yearly Fringeworthy game, where, and I have NPCs, so you can come in and, I mean, I have a few static players, but if you come in, you sit at the table, I'll give you a uh, gen. That is the first weekend of March... And they keep switching hotels, so I'm not sure what hotel, but it would be probably MarsCon Dementia. If you look that up, you should be able to find the site for it. And as I said, I'll be running a fringe-worthy yearly campaign there, but that's first week in March of next year. So that's my next definite TriTech demo. Uh, let's try tech demo. I don't know when I'm gonna be doing my next try tech demo, but um, I am gonna be at Gen Con this next go around. Yes, uh, I will be at uh, Dragon Con this next go around. Um, so there's a good chance that there will be try tech games at both of those because when I do those conventions, I almost well not almost I always do try tech games there. So so those those will be the two cons where you'll probably see that. Um, and and Balticon. Maybe. Uh, you may see some gaming there. I don't generally do gaming at Balticon because the gaming there sucks. But um, they are changing venues and they are changing format. So they may do something with their gaming 
uh, this year. And if they do, if they have any kind of it, because th- their gaming room is horrible, and I, I refuse to sit in it. So if they get if this if in this new space they have a decent gaming room, I will probably run uh, a TriTech game or so or two. And I, I think Weird Zone. I really. Either Weird Zone or Hardwired Hinterland because I don't think they they get they don't get the credit they're due because those are they're actually really cool and, and Rich I got to tell you I I was very skeptical about Weird Zone like I was kind of like what what is what is Rich doing what is this right and then we did a show and I was just like oh my god I could do so much with this so I might I might do that well it's a good possibility I may be well I will be at Conclave which is local here in the Detroit area. And uh, more than likely, with the help I'll have on the table, I may be able to run something. And uh, right now, it's either going to be a Bureau 13 or possibly a Moral Project. Oh, what? So, oh, but don't know yet. But that'll be October 10th. As I said, I won't be at that one. I'll be... um well, she doesn't listen to the podcast, so I can say it here. Yeah, I'm going to Con on the Cob, and that's like a week or two after Conclave, October 15th or the 18th. And, I mean, that's a gaming and dementia convention, so I'll be wearing two hats there. I won't be running anything, but I'll be going there and just sort of checking that out and seeing our contemporaries, our fellow game designers there. So, yeah, I, that's why I won't be a Clave. I just can't I can't do, like, two cons in two weeks. I've done that never again. No. Uh, <laughs> Oh, uh, dude! Next next year, I, I'm I'm total con and Gary con. Then those two cons are almost back to back. Oh, but you know I got to do it. I got to do it. Yeah, I did miss the con and Mars con two weeks. Never well, again. Just well no. because I, I can't help it. I go to total con and there's just no way I'm not doing that. That's my favorite oh, convention. Yeah. I do it all the time. But Gary con, that's where you know that's the old school. That's where Luke Gygax and all them, you know, the the, the Gygax boys are, and and the whole TSR crew. And now that I'm doing production for tsr i i have to go working con like gen con is yeah like crap i gotta do both of them yeah gotcha Uh, yeah yeah paul you running any demos at local cons there in the colorado area currently no i can't score up some 40 somethings that have nothing to do on a saturday (laughs) (laughs) wow okay we'll we'll find the 20 somethings or the or the teen somethings you know, when I was yeah, taking this, uh, there was a gaming <laughs> group, but I couldn't peel them off of D&D. Ugh. Oh, well, their loss. I know how you do it. You set a fringe-worthy world in D&D. <laughs> there you go. We've done, we've done episodes on that, by the way. Look back in the older episodes. We've done fringe-worthy in D&D, folks. Or vice versa. Do a reverse yeah. one. They're D&D characters, and they run into a bunch of fringe-worthy oh. adventures, and they have to deal with guys with assault rifles and stuff. No, no, no. They run into Meller. Oh no, no, not at a con. No, that's just mean. <laughs> Bruce does it mm-hmm. very rarely. Very yeah, rarely. matter of fact, usually I had them playing the Meller. Remember? No, yeah. I know. I'm saying, but Bruce is not shy of putting Meller in games at cons. Uh-oh. Yeah. No, they're they're definitely uh, they, they make everybody sit up at the table and start drinking their uh, Mountain Dew. Yeah, and, and it's D, and we have a D twenty version, so you can so I think converting it to uh, if they're playing five, it wouldn't be too hard. You can actually probably talk to some folks around here who might help you convert them into five. Is there a to. conversion for OGL to fifth edition? I'm not aware of that. Urgh. I know fifth edition that ain't happening. There's no conversion. You can't do it. You have to eyeball that. But three three point five Pathfinder fifth edition, they have one. I have no idea. Oh. Okay, Wither the Podcast. I know, Trav, and you said some really nice things about the podcast, but um, I want to be very uh, upfront about this to all of our people who are listening. And that is is that, uh, you know, we've done 300 episodes. That's a lot of topics, okay? And the, uh, the great topics that we've been doing in the past are getting harder and harder to come up with. So... Uh, there may come a time when we run out of topics, you know, to talk about, uh, at which point um, we could change to a live brainstorming adventure sessions, because that was one of the things I talked about. I originally thought that we were going to be doing like in six months. 
I figured we'd run out of topics in six months and start saying, okay, now let's start making adventures so you guys have adventures to play. We can go toward that direction. And uh, we've done the Iron Fringeworthy one, and I think we should do some more stuff. Like, for example, I think it would be a really good idea, considering that uh, uh, considering that Peter hasn't actually played uh, Weird Zone yet. It sounds like he's having a little trouble getting started. So maybe we should have an episode where we just come up with Weird Zone uh, adventures, and then Peter can pick the one he likes the best and get his friends interested. But I'm just saying, there's, these are things that we can do that are not our standard format that we've been doing. And there's one more thing, which is, is that I've told these guys before, and I, I think I've mentioned it on one other podcast, and that is, is that I want to do a history of gaming through the lens of basically Richard's life, Richard DeHolka's life. Because he's been there from the beginning, folks. I mean, he's been there as a designer from the beginning. He's met all the great artists. He's you know, He sits around and chews the fat with all the other designers, and we play the games. I, I've never thought of myself as being a real a game designer the way Richard is. I mean, I certainly you know have been part of designing the D twenty modern uh, fringe worthy and the D twenty modern uh, Bureau thirteen, but not like Richard. Okay, so that's something that I want to do, and Richard and I have talked a little bit about it, and I want to move forward with that. Well, if I do that. I'm not going to be able to take the time to edit the podcast, which means that you guys, other hosts, are going to have to either pick up the slack or something else is going to happen. So, anyways, and I can theoretically, I don't know yet because I haven't, we haven't done even one episode, uh, one session of recording, we could start putting this out as episodes of the TriTech Games podcast. And uh, when we finally get it done, then I could go and uh, put it on paper and edit it and actually produce it as a written thing. Maybe not. Maybe that won't happen. And then do the movie for Netflix. <laughs> and then do the movie, yes, and have uh, you know have got John and have John Goodman playing you, right? <laughs> <laughs> what what I can add to this is now that the a lot of the data is back. Uh, we thought that I was going to probably pass away within the year of cancer, and it's not going to happen. Um, with, this is the good thing, and uh, I'm going to go through a light chemotherapy, and then I'm going to be around for a few more years. So we really should do this. This is a lot of different irons going on here. You guys don't see this because you just listen to our podcast. And, and I also want to say something else, which is that as much as I like the fact that we've been like a, like a, almost a small gaming family together all these years, six years now, okay, I mean, Peter, he's got other podcasts that he's doing, okay? Trav has always had the Travcast. John, you've got like your brony stuff and a bunch of other stuff that you're doing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're going in different directions, and maybe this isn't, you know, this is not going to last at, you know, uh, I mean, tremendously much longer. And I want everyone to know that I'm fine with that if that's what happens. And I hope you, as our listeners, understand that everything has a shelf life and that, you know, we are going to give, as long as we are here, as long as we're producing stuff, we're going to give you the best quality that we can, okay? But we're not making any promises to stay online forever. However, I will promise you that I will keep the hosting going on the episodes that we've done so that you guys can listen to them and show them to other people and you don't have to basically take an entire drive and download because <laughs> we tr- I, I, last time I downloaded all our episodes it was more than a DVD you know it was uh, as far as all the episodes together. So I'm just saying is that you know there's you know we're hitting 300 a lot of pot most podcasts fade before 200. Okay, and I'm not saying we are going to. As long as we have the material and we have the will to to do more podcasts, I'm going to keep doing this. I enjoy doing this. But I also wanted everyone to understand that, you know, the future is not certain, you know. uh, And so, therefore, you know, make it the best. We're going to make it the best future that we can. And the more you get involved with us, sending us topic ideas feedback for what we do, the, uh, the longer that we'll stay on the air, so to speak. So, you know, I'm giving out to you, our listening audience, that, you know, we will be here for the foreseeable future, but, you know, 
Time moves on, and we hope that whatever replaces us, whether it be us or some other podcast that may be done by us, but for other things, like the Myth Wits, or was the, the other ones you were doing, John? Oh, I'm over on the Sony Skypers, and uh, oh, that's, that's the main one I've been doing lately. But, you know, you never know. We can always start setting up. I've also been doing other stuff uh, over Google over Google Hangouts. And, and There's other things we hope that you'll take the opportunity to spread out and look at some of the other stuff that we're involved in. Hopefully you'll like it. And, um, and, and, and that's just all I wanted to say is that that's, you know, the, the, the time is moving on and, um, you know, this is what, this is kind of in the directions that we're going and we just want you to know. Oh, I intend to be here for the 500th podcast. <laughs> and if you think of TriTac, think of it like the lifespan or shelf life of a Twinkie. <laughs> or, or a cockroach. But I was thinking, I was thinking, you know. Wait a minute. That cockroach bothers me. No, no. Cockroaches are awesome. I love them, man. They're like, they're like the biological tanks. They're, they're freaking awesome. I think, I think people hate on them too much. I think they're really cool. But, but I, I think it's, I think it's pretty safe to say that even if we, even if we go into a, a, a stale period or a period where we're not recording active episodes, I think it's pretty fair to say that almost 100% likely that uh, we'll come back on and do shows from time to time. You know, Even if we stop, I could see that there's probably no way that we won't come back and do a couple episodes at a time because Rich is always coming out with stuff. So if we have something new to talk about, then we got a new show. I mean, it just that's just inevitable. You know, if Rich comes out when when Rich comes out with Brass and Steam, if we were to stop today and not do any more episodes, well, you know, when Rich releases Brass and Steam, we'll obviously do a couple episodes on that. Yeah. So, so yeah. E- so even if the show does stop being week to week, it may be one of those things where we don't do a show for a month, but then we might do like three or four shows because we have some new material, we have something to talk about. You know, there's there's no point in just like, oh, we have to fill a show. Let's just talk about nothing. Uh, there's no point in that. Yeah, and we never have done that, except maybe this one right here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a and 300 also, episode. We're, I'm we're joking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. <laughs> and also, there's a good chance we also might end up doing, you know, I, I, hey, hey, I, ha- I have uh, about s- 60 hours worth of playtest. For the uh, for the uh, Savage Worlds of the Fringeworthy, hey, I can get off my butt and actually edit the stuff. No, I'm not going to say it's going to be any good, but hey, you know that's, that may, that may happen. John, if you could just get out the next edition of Fringeworthy Savage Worlds, I would be really happy. I'm working on it. I would not take my time away from it. I just don't want you to do other things instead of it either. I also think if you if you can't edit Bruce, uh, well, what happens is that we'll you, we'll still have episodes, of, but they will be what do they call it lightly edited. They're already lightly edited. Yeah, yeah, we're talking like okay. Um, you mean basically not edited? Yeah. <laughs> I, I want people to understand that you know we hit three hundred. We're not going to like vanish like some other people have done when they've hit like magic numbers. Okay, but at the same time, there may be a differences in our schedule, you know, and we may be going in different directions than you expected. Because I mean, up till now, we haven't really talked about the fact of of uh, me doing this project and some of the other projects the rest of us are on. So, just wanted everyone to know that there's, you know, as as we said at one point, we went from just fringe worthy to uh, the TriTech Games podcast. You know, this one is going to go out now. What we are not going to do is we're not going to be one of those. Hey, you know, this is the latest and greatest thing that just came out over there at uh, RPG Now. You know, drive through RPG. I re- I looked at that and that was tremendous. And I want you all to go buy it because I like it. Okay, that's that's not going to happen. This is Bruce Sheffer saying. There are a million, million worlds out there, so go explore them. This is John Ryer saying keep your powder dry and keep those cards and letters coming in. This is Blix. Don't hate the game, hate the players. This is Richard Tohoka. Wait till you see what's coming next. And this is Trav. There's a reason why it's called gaming. It's for having fun. Yo, brothers. This was the TriTech Games Podcast. You know the drill. 
It's protected under the Creative Commons License 3.0. No commercial reproduction, no derivatives, and sucker, you best attribute this to the folks at TriTech Games. And if you don't, we'll be after your sorry butts, cause we're some bad mothers. Hi, this is Trav from the Travcast. Listen to me Tuesday nights, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern on listen.dementiaradio.org, colon 8027.